I'm Mark Peterson, and this is the FEMA Podcast. First. Okay. You guys right. okay with that? <laughs> All right. All right. So, so it looks like any other virtual virtual yeah. reality goggle yeah. set. This is on HTC Vive. It was developed in a Unity gaming system, but it's enough to make you feel like you're there. So. Okay. Cool. Well, I've never tried virtual reality oh, before, so sure. we'll... yeah, just slide that on just like goggles. Okay. I'm gonna go ahead and tighten it for you. So if you can just hold the front, just when like you're walking game. around. If you see a blue grid, that lets you know that you're close to a boundary. Got it. Okay. A few weeks ago, I had the opportunity to try out an exciting, fully immersive virtual reality experience called Immersed. This experience was developed by FEMA and its partners, and it puts the user at the very center of a flood crisis and uses that experience to understand the costs and impacts of flooding, but also to see the benefits of actions that communities can take to prevent that flooding, mitigation. So um, put out your dominant hand for me. I know you're holding that. There you go. <laughs> okay, so this is going to be a flashlight. It is going to be a traffic baton. It is going to be a clipboard. You do not have to push anything to activate this. It will automatically work okay. for you. Again, when you're walking around, if you see a blue grid, that lets you know that you're close to um, one of the boundaries that I drew. So just make sure to go to your right, left, or behind you. So the prop like feels oh, yeah. just like uh, feels good. something you would, you have, would expect right? to have as a, right. wow. Alrighty, so I'm gonna go ahead and slide these headphones over your ears. Please feel free to adjust them if okay. I do not do it justice, because I may not. That feel good? Yep. All right, and I'm gonna get you started. So I'm, you're gonna tell me if I'm gonna run into a wall, right? You'll like see a real a blue wall? Grid. You'll see a blue grid. Don't go into it. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. We're, we, it feels like I'm actually in a real kitchen, and I'm looking into another living room that where the furniture is sort of floated up a couple feet off the ground. and. I can actually look outside the window and see the police driving by with their sirens on and their lights. On this episode of the FEMA podcast, we talked to Peter Herrig from FEMA's Flood Insurance and Mitigation Administration about the Immersed Initiative and the ways it can be used to help communities understand flood risk and take actions to prevent future disasters. Peter Herrick, thanks so much for joining the FEMA podcast. Uh, one of the things I want to talk to you about is uh, this program that I had the opportunity to sit through. Well, it's a virtual reality program um, called Immersed. And I want to re- give us a description of what it is that, um, well, I guess the goal that the NFIP is trying to get at. Yes. I mean, one of the things that we've thought for a long time is if people just understood what their risk was, that they would go and take mitigation action or buy insurance or whatever it may be. And that's a great theory, but it turns out that that's not necessarily true. People need some more. They need an impetus. They need a connection to understand their risk. The data isn't enough by itself. So what we wanted to do is have people get that visceral reaction, really feel what it is like to go through a flood, see for themselves what the the damages are and how they can mitigate against that risk. So what it is, is it's a virtual reality system. Um, Like I said, you've, you've seen it. It's about a 10 by 10 space, people don the headset and some Bose headphones and they walk in that 10 by 10 space with a little controller in their hand that at one point is a flashlight, at one point it's a clipboard, and at one point I think it's a traffic cone And it actually direction. feels like it. I mean, it's got some yeah. weight to it and it you really do get the sense that you're holding a flashlight. Yeah. Well, and it, it's cool because you'll see people that will hold it in one hand and then with their other hand that has no controller, they'll start waving people through. So people really believe that they're I, in those I definitely am guilty of that. <laughs> <laughs> so as people will go through it, it puts them in a couple different scenarios. And right now it's designed for community officials. But we're working on another iteration that will be designed for general homeowners. 
but it runs them through three situations, one at a traffic intersection, one in a school, and then one in a home to basically see what flood risk does and have that visceral reaction, really feel it, but then also see what mitigation action can do and how if they take some of these actions and take some of these steps now, what damage it will prevent so that we can see it. And we made some conscious decisions when building it. So, I mean, again, you've gone through it. It's a little cartoony. Um, it's not super realistic in the visuals, but that's deliberate. So that way people don't get too connected and get it scared because for some people it becomes very real. Um, now, I have to say, like, there is a point in there where you have to um, – you're walking over a, uh, a culvert that's been washed out. Mm -hmm. And so they put planks down and you're seeing this through the goggles, through the lens of the goggle, but it really, there's no planks there, but you, I tiptoed across the planks. Yeah. And we've seen people that have done the same thing. They've put their arms out to keep better balance. Um, we've seen people who have sort of run across it and jumped across it to make it quicker. So despite the, the deliberate attempts to make sure that there's a little bit of a disconnect, it is very immersive for people. So they really believe that they're in, in these situations. And despite the fact that they may be in an office building or in a convention center or in their town hall, they'll start talking to the, the characters in, in the system who obviously can't hear them. There's no actual interaction going on between them. But they'll start yelling, follow me, come after me this way. Um, so people really do believe that they're in that scenario as they go through it. And what we found through behavioral science is that that connection that people have, that experience is very real. It resonates with them and it's going to continue on. So they're having real conversations and talking about that action for their people. Finding that, um, the people that have experienced it, they, they really do feel like, um, they have more of a connection to the risk that they're seeing through the goggles. I mean, I mean, obviously, so you're in um, an area of the National Flood Insurance Program that is dedicated to helping people understand risk and then communicating that risk with them. And, and traditionally, we've done that through the flood insurance rate maps. Mm -hmm. And so this is like a futuristic version of that map or could be applied that way. Yeah. So it, it's not tied to an actual community map. So it doesn't have the regular elevations of the community this that is it's a, in. a theoretical yep. neighborhood. Okay. Yep. But what we found is that people do have a reaction and it, it may not be the first thing that gets them through the conversation, but they're going to start asking the right questions. They're going to start talking to the local officials and say, should we get a bigger culvert? What should we do about elevating generators? Should we look at elevating our home? Is this a safe area? And having those conversations. Um, because it does feel very real to people. And yeah, not to belabor the point, but, you know, I could just as easily, you know, there's one scenario where you're standing there at like, say, like a state highway intersection. Mm -hmm. And I could probably stand there as a local official and go, oh, yeah, you know, if we got um, a heavy rainfall, I could see this part of the road being washed out, just like looking at the, you know, the, the texture of the gravel or something like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would guess. Um but it's another thing to have the sensation around you that's showing where the water is and you, you hear the water rushing uh, along the water or along the road and um, you hear sort of the panic in people's voice and you see the cars backed up for miles. You see the implications of of that danger. That's that's exactly it. So we could go out to an actual intersection in the real world and say, hey, when we were here last year, the water was four feet high. And people have a rough idea of what four feet high looks like. But 
you don't really grasp what that level of water means, what it looks like, how it feels. So even though this is a virtual reality system, it does that for people. And then we show them, hey, if you install bigger culverts in this area, here's what it could look like under the exact same circumstances. So people don't only feel the risk, but they also see what reward the mitigation action can have for them. Mm -hmm. So uh, we, I went through the experience and, and we were lo looking specifically at flood, but can you see applications for this beyond just you know, a flood risk? I was, I was actually out in Sacramento two weeks ago talking with the California Earthquake Authority about just that. So obviously right now we're, we're focused on flooding, but we've talked about expanding it to future risk and other risk. And the California Earthquake Authority started having that conversation. So we brought it out. We showed it to them. We talked through it. And they're looking at developing one for earthquakes about here's what it looks like in a home that has taken some mitigation action, bolted things to the wall, done brace and bolt to the foundation, things like that. And here's what it could look like. We've talked about it for tornadoes, for earthquakes, for other hazards. Um, and in the ideal world of unlimited funding and resources, we build that out. Um, we still have it as a goal, but it's probably a longer term goal. So we're starting to talk to partners that are interested and have the resources and some of these other hazards and saying, here's what we've learned. Here's what we think might work in this space. If you want to pursue it, we're happy to get, give you advice and expertise, but it's something you're going to have to build right now. Right now, it's still in the development phase from what I understand. Yes. And so, you know, where will the American public, you know, where will emergency management um, officials, you know, where will they start seeing this or will they? I mean, yeah. So we've actually brought it out and over, I think, 1,200 people have gone through it in the last year. Um, so you've seen the kit. I mean, it comes in three very large Pelican cases that roll and have heavy tape on the side. Um, one of the things that we're doing and the reason that you saw it, the testing that we're working on is trying to figure out how we get it into more people's hands. So 1,200, 1200 people is a huge number and that's awesome. But 1,200 people isn't a huge dent when you're talking about 320 million people in the country. So one of the things that the testing is designed to do is figure out how we put this into more traditional headsets. So it doesn't require three Pelican cases and what seems like a PhD student to hook up. It's something that we can buy 100 headsets and give them, give 10 to each region and say, you guys take this out to the event that you want. Or if a state says, hey, we'd love to test this out, we put it in a box, mail it to them and say, mail it back to us when you're done. It's simple enough that it doesn't require someone to go out and run it. And more people can go through than one at a time. So we're talking about a lot of those steps in terms of getting more people to be able to access it. So you've heard about some of the equipment that we're going to go and pursue this year. But the other piece of it is getting it on the App Store. And, and people are developing and, and buying their own virtual reality headsets for their phones. So they can download it and go through it in their own home. And they don't even need us. Um, that's our huge effort now is making it relatable, one, to homeowners. So creating a new scenario. And two, finding a way to get it into more people's hands so that way they can access it. It's a pretty exciting thing. It's very exciting. I... I am very excited at the idea that we're going to be able to get this into people's hands and we don't have to be there. Um, so it's not something that people think um, the government or FEMA yeah. are advanced. Like It's nice to be on the cutting edge for government. We've linked to this episode on our FEMA Facebook page, and we invite you to join the conversation in the comments. If you have ideas for a FEMA podcast topic, send us an email at fema-podcasts at fema.dhs.gov. If you would like to learn more about this episode or other topics, 
visit fema.gov slash podcasts.